0: This week on A Lively Experiment, it's the end of another General Assembly session. What made it and what didn't. And the Philadelphia fallout continues with Governor McKee under fire for how he's handled the scandal.
1: A Lively Experiment is generously underwritten by... Hi, I'm John Hazen White,
2: Jr. For over 30 years, A Lively Experiment has provided insight and analysis of the political issues that face Rhode Islanders. I'm a proud supporter of this great program
0: in Rhode Island PBS. Joining us for the analysis, Sue Sianke, national committee woman and former chairwoman for the Rhode Island Republican Party, developer and former Providence Mayor Joe Paolino, and political strategist Rob Horowitz. Welcome to this week's Lively, I'm Jim Hummel. It is great to have you with us. It is a familiar script every year. Nothing happens for months at the General Assembly, then it's a chaotic scene when the leadership sets a date for adjournment. This year was no different as the session ended just after 1.30 Friday morning. Changes to the Policeman's Bill of Rights and disability pensions for firefighters with PTSD fell by the wayside, but a $14 billion budget passed. Sue, I'm still having a hard time. That number rolls around on my uh, lips. $14, 14 billion.
3: It's too high. You know, you look at comparables for, with other states, and it's not only too high. It's the price per person, per capita, how much we expect Rhode Islanders to burden anymore. It's way too high. And, of course, there are things in it that are just ridiculous. You know, we have $50 million for a COVID office. Well, why do we have a COVID office at this point in time? Let Rhode Island Department of Health handle that. There's also $45 million for life sciences. And it was an interesting debate between Representative Patricia Morgan and Marzakowski. Um, you know, his response was, well, we're close to New York. Well, it's a public-private partnership that they anticipate. And I don't like those because the private Sector usually makes a lot of money, and the taxpayers are left holding the bag. So there are things in it that shouldn't be. And I think the excuse is, well, there's ARPA money. So next year, that's going to go away, and we'll be able to s- cut spending then. That doesn't wash from me. Well,
1: it. will the budget come down next year if it's not? I don't know if it's going to come down, but I got to disagree with you, Sue, in, in regards to. I mean, you want to cut COVID. So what happens if COVID comes back again, and we're not prepared for it? We're going to fall by the wayside. I rather prepare, invest now then react and not have any resources. Secondly, with what Joe Shikachi did with life sciences, I mean, have you ever driven into downtown Worcester? Downtown Worcester is a life science mecca. That They have so many universities working with them, so many jobs being created. No wonder Worcester is ahead of us here in Rhode Island. So if there's an Right now in Massachusetts, they passed this millionaire's tax out there. Seventy projects have stopped. They're on pause. I say, let's advertise in Massachusetts. You don't like your taxes out there? Come to Rhode Island. We're going to do biotech with you. We have the Brown Medical School, legal lifespan. We'll create jobs right here in the city of Providence and throughout the state. So I think that's an investment that Shikachi and the legislature and the governor have made into life science. It should have been done 20 years ago. Should
0: we have cut the sales tax?
1: You know, yeah, look, if you cut sales tax, cut income tax, I want to cut everything. But, dramatic, <laughs> but, but, but dramatically, I mean, but but not 0.15. But if you can't do it, you can't do it. I don't know enough about the intricacies of the budget and, and how they're trying it, so I don't want to be a Monday morning quarterback and say I know all the answers. I don't know all the answers.
2: The sales tax is about $1.5 billion a year of revenue. So say you cut it 1%, that's like, that's a $250 million hole. And as Sue said, the one thing she said I agreed with her on, is that the uh, federal money is going away. Um, and by the way, it was interesting to see that, that Republicans, your party actually supported the, the Secarchi budget unless something changed last, last night. I think it was a, a wise budget. Most of the federal spending is, is in one time spending, so it's, it's not build, building things into the budget. Clearly, we're going to have to tighten our belts over the next few years because there is going to be less federal funding. And in terms of the life sciences, if if you're going to compete in economic development, if if every state would unilaterally disarm or we'd all disarm together, it would make sense, but if you're going to compete, there there is some public spending that has to occur. What I like about this proposal is it's not company specific. It's trying to at least create the environment as Worcester has for a life life sciences initiative. That was part of what, what the innovation district was supposed to be about and so far has yet to yield the promise perhaps you know, with with this kind of effort at at a pretty modest level of spending in a $15 billion budget. If they
3: build it, they will come. Uh, You've got to create an environment, I think, for people to come here and invest their money. We have poor schools. We've got to really take care of our educational system. You know, if we're going to spend money, let's spend money on education. Let's make sure our children can read. Um, Let's advance and open up more charter schools. Um, People, you know, they're not the panacea You know, I will agree they're not everything that they're made up to be, but parents are dying for choice here. So let's make sure our educational system, you know, we do have great universities here, Brown, PC, Providence. Um, They're great schools, but, you know, can our students that we educate here compete in them? They can't read. They can't do math.
0: What about the what about the Republicans' approach? It was different on the House and the Senate. Mike Chippendale, new House minority leader, decided to start talking to the House Speaker early, and he put out a press release. He said, we got five or six things. They ultimately, except for two, voted for the budget. On the other side, Senator De La Cruz said, no, we don't like this at all. What are your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, you know, I have the utmost respect for Leader Chippendale. Um, he definitely did have a different approach than um, when Blake... Uh, Filippi was the leader. Um, He he realized that (laughs) they don't need the Republicans to pass the budget, that the budget was going to pass with or without them. Um, So he went in and negotiated and and got a few things that he felt were very important. Um, Senator de la Cruz felt, I'm not settling for crumbs. You know, we need a massive overhaul here. (coughs) And people don't uh, elect us to go along to get along, people elect us to be the opposition party to say, let's take a closer look at things that are really important here. Um, so it 's a different approach we 'll see how it works out. They did get some some things. the tangible tax went away for a while. They got some conservation money, which is important. Um, we saw the devastation with fires on the western side, and that 's an area that Mike Chippendale represents and a lot of the Republicans represent the western portion of the state, so it was very important to get conservation money. It was very important to get you know, uh, more park rangers in that area because we haven't taken care of our forest management very well. What
1: about the elimination of the, the tangibles tax? I think it's great. To get rid of the tangible tax, that's a pro-business thing. Also, look what the legislation did—the big success they had in investing in housing in and trying to get affordable housing in the state. Now, I, I got to tell you, though, I scratched my head saying, "Gee, we, we've always had a million people live in the state. We never had a housing crisis in twenty years. Why are we having it now?" And Why are, are we having it now? I think because it's not it,
3: affordable to live here. Well, it's, you not, know, it's just not affordable. I mean, I well, no,
1: look, it, listen. It isn't, eight it isn't and a half interest rates doesn't make it affordable, okay? High price of property doesn't make it affordable. So what they need to do is help subsidize some of that uh, right now. I think Jay Powell and the Fed, you wanna talk about outrages later on? I'm gonna say right now. The outrage is the Fed, what they're doing to the economy. They are trying, they're targeting um, people that wanna see growth take place and create jobs um, and they're killing them with these interest rates. And you're going to see, a, a, when you saw a housing bubble take place in 2008, mm-hmm. wait when you see the office buildings and the shopping malls are going to take a hit in 2024, 2025. We have serious problems ahead of us. And if we don't try to head that off now, we're going to have a problem. That's why the Superman building isn't being done. That's why Tidewater isn't being done, because you can't afford it. We have been spoiled on low interest rates of 2 or mm-hmm. and 3% for a number of years. We have a generation of young people today don't understand what inflation is or what a recession is all about because they never had to live through it. We have, yeah. and we're going to see it again. It's interesting that you
3: say that. I agree with you about the interest rates. They have been um, artificially low for such a long period of time. That 6% interest rate, isn't really that high. I can remember in the '70s. My first
0: mortgage was ten and
1: a quarter.
3: Right. I, I can 80s. remember one of my older and what was siblings it during Carter. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy 14. Carter
1: was twenty-one percent. Yep. But but the, the only thing I agreed with Trump is when he told the Fed <laughs> bring the interest rates down because that's where you're going to see growth, and that's when the economy was moving when you saw low interest rates. Right,
3: it, and it stops sure. everything. The interest rate stops everything. You talk about school construction. There are a number of towns that are looking to renovate or build new schools. Well, people are looking, going, how is that the interest rate's going to impact our ability to pay that off, I, which will increase right. You think, know, the affordability I, right. in towns?
2: I think you're going to see the interest rates begin to come down and, and, and not to not to disagree with with the former mayor here but um and and he is certainly more economically learned than me and has, has much more money on the table He's in I the would business. say uh, than I do but but I would say that, that the inflation problem was real and it, inflation is down to 4%. I think you're going to see the Fed now taper off. Now maybe they maybe they maybe they kept them high a little too you know a little longer than they should have but there wasn't really a lot of alternatives. Um And and then I would say in terms of the overall thing, Sue, we can build and educate, we can walk and chew gum, we're talking about 30 or $40 million for a life-size sciences building and a few billion dollars for education. We Obviously, job one is to improve our schools. That doesn't mean we can't also make some wise investments in our economic future along with the schools.
0: I was at the chamber breakfast that Sheldon Whitehouse talked about. The Globe did a story on it. And somebody asked him about, hey, what about Tidewater Landing? What about the Superman building? And look, you're right You're right in the middle of development, and Sue alluded to. A lot of school districts have, have based their projections on low interest rates. So what about Senator Whitehouse's comments? Well, he,
1: He's right. I mean, look at what happened when uh, Aloysio was mayor. He tried to get that, he got that bill passed so he could do some hedging on on stocks and, and, and with the pension system right. because the system in Providence is shaky. And when the interest rates I'll went go. up, they had to suspend it. Right. And it was the right thing to do is to suspend it. But interest rates are killing these projects. In the Superman building, I think the... I I would like our elected leaders to listen to what I'm about to say. I hate to give advice when I'm not asked for it. But
0: I think... I'll ask you (laughs) for it. What advice should they give?
1: I I think they're handling it the wrong way. I think you get the owner... First of all, you either got to marry him or you got to shoot him. One or the other. There's no in between. (laughs) You either got to get a divorce or you got to marry the guy. And you got to say to him... Show me where your financing is and tell me what your gap is. And I want proof on paper and writing what commitment you have to do financing. I want to know who your contractor is and when you plan on starting. And just tell me what the gap is that needs to be filled. And instead, the guy came in. He said, I need this much money. They gave it to him. He never got the private financing. They did it opposite. It was bad. And I would put everybody in the room. I want the governor and the mayor and the developer and everybody in the room lock the door. I'd have the cop outside the door. Nobody leaves until a deal is made that we know is going to
0: happen. Would you allow people to go to the bathroom or eat? Maybe. (laughs) All right. So what do you think?
3: ABOUT TIDEWATER LANDING. YEAH, WELL, THE SUPERMAN
0: BUILDING, AND THEN ULTIMATELY THE RIPPLE EFFECT ALL OF THIS IS GOING TO HAVE LOCALLY.
3: YEAH, IT'S GOING TO HAVE A HUGE IMPACT LOCALLY. I MEAN, THE SUPERMAN BUILDING IS AN ICONIC BUILDING UP IN PROVIDENCE, AND IT'S SITTING VACANT. SO I DON'T DISAGREE THAT IT SHOULD BE RENOVATED, WE SHOULD DO SOMETHING, BUT, RIGHT, FINANCING IS GOING TO BE A BIG PROBLEM FOR ALL THE DEVELOPERS, AND TIDEWATER LANDING, I Someone didn't do their due diligence with that building and make sure that the financing was there and available and what the commitment was. I mean, the developer in that project is got a shaky background. I mean, nobody looked at that. He has a what background? Shaky. No, he doesn't. Shaky. I no, he's think been he's a very
1: successful guy, but he's, successful. he's been too cautious. He's. I, I wouldn't take a shot at him for, for being shaky or shady or anything else. He's been very successful. He's got good investors. But I think the state needs to grab the ball, put everybody in a room, and just try to pound a deal. Housing is critical, and I think that maybe they take a book out of Bruce Sutherland's administration, and that is when the Omni Hotel was built, back then it was the Western. Quite frankly, the state backed all the bonds in that, mm. okay? And the state did well on it when they sold it to the private sector. The state may have to get behind the bonds on the Superman building, and maybe the city also. And that's, it's not a Studio 38. You've got real estate, you have substance, you have equity, you have property. And that's a, and right now housing being so needed, that may be the way to get interest rates down to make it work. Right. Go ahead, yeah, and I, I think the, the problem with Superman building, I think also initially,
2: even before some of this, is when the original deal was cut, the experts that looked at it said there's not enough money and there was always a sort of sense that they were gonna come back, that, that developers are gonna come back for more money. So part of it is, is, um, putting the, sometimes there's unforeseeable events, but some of it is, is, let's get the real costs to the taxpayer in the first deal and not and not be making three or four other deals. I, at this point, I, I think, that, you know, J- Joe's made some sensible suggestions about how to go to forward. I'm more encouraged about the Pawtucket Project and, and um, Johnson's commitment to it's pretty evident because they're going to start playing at Bryant, uh, Bryant the team, so, so right, it's And the
3: work is still, still And the is going on,
2: so that one I'm much more optimistic about.
3: Let me I, I think the initial plan for Tidewater. I, I will say this: it, the comprehensive plan of housing and marketing and retail, and, and a that, soccer got stadium, the, that got put out. And that put got put out. Side, I think yeah. that that was not a bad idea because you do need more housing, more affordable housing, and that plan was great. But to skinny it down just to have uh, a soccer stadium. And I'm going to say I was a soccer player. I love soccer, but I am not going up to Pawtucket just for well, that Well, because you live
0: all the way down in East Christ. I know, That's it's, a too far. Long, <laughs> it's
3: a pretty long drive. It's almost I'm not, out of state. I'm, I'm
1: not that much in disagreement with you about that, but I don't know enough about the project. I know a lot about the Superman bill.
0: Before we yeah. move on, there are a couple of things that went by the wayside, as we had alluded to at the beginning. The Long talked about uh, tweaks to the officer's bill of rights, the policeman's bill of rights, and there's PTSD for firefighters, which we've talked about in the past. We've all followed the legislature. What drives me nuts is is that all of a sudden, it's only June 15th, it's not even the end of June, the speaker says, this is it, we got to be done tonight. And I'm not sure that that bill would have gotten over the finish line, but I don't know what this artificial deadline is that once the budget passes, it's almost like the drain opens up. There was some good legislation up there, Rob, that got left on the table that if they'd had maybe another week or even a couple of days might have gone through.
2: I think that's fair. On the other hand, deadlines concentrate the mind. So you wonder if if it would have. And, and in the case, but what of what were
0: the, they doing in February, March, April, May, the, the dirty little secret and not so kept, well kept secret is they trade chits on the budget. But why can't they do important stuff like they did the truck tolls, whether you agree with that or not? That was done in February. Why can't they do Policeman's Bill of Rights I, in
2: April. I think I think you're right about that. Um, it, it, but it's not. And again, I'm not trying to defend it. I think you're right. It's it's how every legislator, including the federal legislature, look. Look what happened on the default. It takes to the last minute. I I do think that, that that we dodged a bullet on the fireman's bill as much as PTSD is mm-hmm. real. And and the um, fire, firefighters do courageous work. It's just a recipe to go back to the back to the future or back to the bad bad old days, and and have unaffordable pensions again so so i think that was good the policeman bill of rights is always going to be tricky. I don't know if another two, three weeks you're really going to be able to hammer it out.
0: You've had a lot of, uh, when you were president of the East Providence, East, Providence, East Greenwich Town Council, you, I moved. Were, you <laughs> had a lot of uh, interaction with firefighters, so you've been keeping a track of that bill.
3: I've been keeping track of the bill, and you're right. I think it could be a recipe for disaster. We've seen it uh, pass in some other states, and it just becomes a recipe for disaster. As far as Libor goes, yeah, I, I'm a firm believer that that should be changed in some way. But what we've seen is the leadership lets bills go that they really want to happen and other things they are trading back and forth. Um, I think government is all about compromise. You know, when you put things in, I think that there was some good compromise on the Libor bill that never saw the light of day. And it was a
0: chamber thing. The Senate was driving it in the House at the end of the day. Did you have issues when you were mayor with Policeman's Bill of Rights?
1: I think they should be tweaking the Policeman's Bill of Rights. Look, I'm pro-cop, we're all pro-cop. We mm-hmm. should be anyways. But I'm also pro-citizen. And when there's a problem there, if you need to have some, to discipline, you need to be able to take action quickly. The policeman Bill of Rights sometimes gets in the way of, of disciplining that officer. So we want good cops. You know, the worst thing you can have is a bad cop. But I'm proud of the cops that I've seen. We have, what do you have, one or two bad apples? You only have a few, but you need, I think communication, is important. And to continue to talk to the leadership of the police and to compromise with them, I think is important to change the Policeman's Bill of Rights. Yes. I think they should have tweaked it.
0: The last thing on the legislature, Rob, you've been involved with a lot of campaigns. We all have. They increased the donation limits. And so I've heard, I've heard arguments on each side. It goes from 1,000 to 2,000. Also the amount that you have to report to remain anonymous. Good bill... Do you agree with I, that? I would or not? split
2: the baby on it. I like the increase or I don't know if I like I have no issue with, with doubling the um, To two
0: thousand dollars per person per it's year. It's still maximum. very it's
2: still it's still relatively low relative to most states um and, and since it was first passed you know, inflation and everything else. I don't have any issue with that. I, you can play a lot of games with, with anonymous contributions. There's a hundred ways to slice the apple and add up three hundred, you know, a bunch of 200 or $300 checks to a big amount. So I'm for, I'm for more disclosure, not less. I think I think if there's a problem with that, with it will pass, that's the problem. And I don't buy, people want to contribute, People more people contribute, they don't want their names out there. If, if you don't if you want your name associated with a candidate, 30 time. or 40 don't bucks, give. don't give, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, right. yeah. that's public's
0: right to know. Support them maybe in other ways. Yeah, right? exactly.
3: Yeah, what I do you think I about that, Bill? I don't care if the limit was ten thousand dollars, but I actually agree with Rob. Transparency—that's what we want to know: who's giving the money to these candidates, and are they um, exerting? We've got
0: Sue agreeing them. with Rob and with Joe. We got to we got to <laughs> put this away in a, a, in a vault panel. somewhere. What about the political contributions?
1: Look, that means that everybody's going to call me up now and say, gee, can you max out to me before the end of the year? It's going to cost you just me You looked at thousand. your ledger seat.
0: yeah. You looked at it through a different lens than the others did. Totally. Um, totally. The, uh, the It was a busy news day on Thursday. The other thing that happened was uh, I call it the Philadelphia fallout. Everybody knows the story by now of the two state employees who <laughs> embarrassed Rhode Island. Uh, the uh, the one who was still employed at $175,000 a year, David Patton, put in his resignation. I thought it was interesting. So he can never work in Rhode Island again. I don't know if they like you know they're going to have troopers at the border if he tries to get in. This whole deal was was bad from the beginning. And again, I think a poor the governor to me had a little bit of a tin ear in. I don't. I think he realized the gravity when it came out of what how people were going to react. And
3: it became a national story. Yeah, I think he probably could have handled it better or his team could have handled it a little bit better. What I thought was interesting is um, they took my shine away. I like to file ethics complaints against people. And the ethics commission actually took it upon themselves and they filed, which is really Have you ever seen unusual. that happen before? No. Um, every once in a while they will do that. And they have the authority to do that. Sometimes they, you know, they have a busy job and, and they're focused on, on other issues. Um, so it was really, I want to commend them for doing that.
0: Washington Post, New York Times, Philadelphia Inquirer, not the kind of uh, publicity that we need here.
1: No, uh, you, you, you don't want to, but, you know, people want to jump on the governor. He's got personal matters. If there's something that has to do with somebody's illness, you can't just be able to take action the way that you may want to do it if you were in the private sector. You have rules and regulations, and the first person that will come back to, to bite you will be Common Cause, or it will be the AG, or, or it could even be the Ethics Commission that you gave somebody's personnel file out. So, look, the end result was the gentleman resigned. And you know everybody wants to jump on somebody. I will tell you that I know that gentleman. I've worked with him. He was always a professional. Every time I, I worked with him, he probably had a bad day out there, and that bad day cost him his livelihood. A mm. couple
3: of bad days. I, I, think. I, yeah, I really hate days. when
2: my my brother, who lives in Philadelphia, gets to send me
3: an uh, <laughs> email with
0: a <laughs> you,
2: yeah. Philadelphia Inquirer story, say uh, with a big chortle about like what's going on in Providence. There, dude. But um. Uh, I think the, at least it ended in a in a sensible way, which is which is he resigned. Um, he may also have some legal issues simply because um, it, it's it's one thing to sort of have the inappropriate behavior, but the other thing is he was like saying, "If if you want the fifty five, extortion, you know, right? I, I want to really the quiet nice part day. out loud. It wasn't like a bag of cash, but it, there was enough there. Ho- hopefully, that'll all get navigated, and whatever issues he ha- he's having, um, you know, me- medical issues and and uh, some some behavioral issues." get get addressed. I think at least it ended in a a sensible way.
3: Yeah, I want to be known for, you know, the beautiful ocean state that we have. And I hate these negative stories. I mean, this is such a beautiful state. And we've got such great, um, you know, we've got such great things to do all summer long. Does that make you want to eat
0: vegan cheese? I hadn't even thought of vegan cheese before this. I don't uh, even know what that is. (laughs) All right. So let's do this. I do want to talk about uh, CD1. We're running out of time. Let's do uh, outrageous and or kudos. Uh, Rob, let's begin with you.
2: I'll do a very quick Kudos slash, adra- uh, sure. kudos slash outrage, kudos um, slash outrage. Speaker McCarthy, who's got the hardest job in politics, kudos for, for the bipartisan deal that avoided a default where he, he did some courageous action. Um, outrage for, of, of the silliest, and there have been many, um, explanations and defenses of Donald Trump in the documents indictments case, um, saying he had it in the bathroom and you can lock the bathroom door, which was Kevin McCarthy's take on it has to be up there
1: as, as the most absurd and the worst. Joe, outrage or kudo this week? Well, I'm going to congratulate the legislature and the governor in regards to what they did with the legislative session with the life science. I think that's a game changer for business in the state. We have to build off our strength and it's eds and meds and it's the right direction to go in. Um, I don't like the Fed, what the Fed's doing with interest rates. They're stopping progress. They, they're they going to put people out of work. They're going to stop construction. They're going, and it's so important for us here in Rhode Island. You know, we're always the first one in a recession, last one out of a recession. We have to try to take the ball sometimes and drive it ourselves. And uh, I think the Fed's doing everything they can. Uh, yeah, they don't want to have inflation, but I think they're going overboard with these high interest rates.
3: So, what do you have? So, kudos. I'd like to wish the three gentlemen on the panel a, a happy father's day so thank you good luck thank to you, you. For that, um so. have enjoy the day i hope you get to spend it on your boat doing we're going to be inside <laughs> with an umbrella right the you weather. might be inside the i weather. wish the weather was better um, the outrage was you know the pride event at the white house i think that the actors there uh, overstepped you know it is a hallowed ground the white house and it belongs to all of us but the the way that they behaved was simply outrageous well what did
1: they do the,
0: uh, there was some removing of clothing yeah. and there was some
3: nudity and and uh, at the White House at the White House
1: yeah, yeah. Not, good. Uh, not
3: good
0: yeah <laughs> another another source of agreement over here uh, we have we have two and a half minutes left CD one this has been no the the filing deadlines a couple of weeks away it's been a snooze fest maybe because you have 17 people to keep track of what do you think as you see this race
1: it's gonna be interesting these next one's filing.
0: Uh, two
3: two weeks end around. of two June,
0: yeah.
1: early July. Yep. Keep your eye on what Joe Shikachi's going to be doing. You think he's going to jump in? And if he gets in, I don't know if he, personally, I hope he doesn't, because I think the state needs him here in Rhode Island as speaker. I think he's done an outstanding job. But I'm sure for the next two weeks, the legislation's behind him, I'm sure he's going to be giving us some thought. And if he does, that whole race changes.
3: Well, it changed substantially when he said he wasn't going right? to Right, because then the floodgates come in. You had 15. he's got a lot of money. Yeah, 15, 17 um, uh, completely changes. Your successor that said in. that
0: he has somebody close. Do you, yes, Do you have absolutely. any inside intel
3: that you want to tell um, me or not? It's actually Gary Leonard. He's filed oh, okay. his FEC. He'll oh, he did? probably make a formal announcement sometime in... Um, July, but he's out there uh, now. He has the ability to raise money. But it's going to come down to, I think, on the Democratic side, who has name recognition? You see that Sabina Matos, of course, polled higher than anybody else. And that's... Those are her
0: internal polls.
3: Well, certainly. But 43% of the people are undecided because there's too many people in. So who has the name recognition? Her, Aaron Rugenberg. They have name recognition. And Joe Sicarchi.
0: I,
2: and Sue, well, Joe, Sue, would, I think that's a, an, actually an acute analysis of the Democratic <laughs> primary. Um,
3: but I, and I think I pay attention. I, I, yes, you do. I,
2: I think Sabina's poll was her internal poll, but it's probably about where it is. But, but and the fa- fact you put it out is interesting because, as, as Sue said, Mr. and Mrs. Undecided's um, lap in the Win. field. Still, this is still anybody's race. Those are the two favorites, probably. But but if someone's got Carlson's got some money, Gabe Ammo this is this race is completely up for grabs how
3: do
0: you approach this race as a political strategist you're in the summer people aren't paying attention is it social media cuz people aren't watching tv how do you how do you get out there
2: i i think first of all the tv ratings go down but so does the cost of television so if you've got real money if you're like carlson says he has I'd get up on TV, and obviously, you want to amplify. Yeah,
0: Nick Ordiello apparently and, is going up
3: yeah, soon. Yeah, and you yeah. have uh, Stephen Casey, who's got the union backing. Yeah, I mean, so that is going to be labor. key in yeah. this race because it's going to be a low turnout. So, whoever gets their people out, and if you've got union support, that's going to be tough to beat.
0: All right. Okay, that is all the time we have, Joe. And Sue and Rob, we appreciate you coming in. Folks, it's going to take the next couple of weeks to figure out exactly what the General Assembly did on the last night. We will be here for the full analysis, so stick with us in the coming weeks. If you don't catch us Friday at 7 or Sunday at noon, we archive all of our shows at ripbs.org lively. We hope you have a great week and join us back here next week as The Lively Experiment continues.